step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I guess got all of your dick messages, but somehow manages to remain not 100% a dick. Um, and I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm going to be joined by the lovely rock and roll from the California Initiative. How am I sounding now? Is that okay? You are sounding clear as a bell. Thank goodness. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yay, there's nothing like te- te- technical difficulties immediately before a radio show. Right? Stupid technology. <laughs> Well, how are you this week, Becker? How am I? I'm doing all right, thank you. I had a pretty relaxing Thanksgiving weekend with the family and, uh, you know, good times as they're supposed to be. Uh, how about yourself, Rock? Really good. Now, wait a minute. I think we talked last week about how um, you guys in the U.K. don't usually celebrate Thanksgiving because it's, you know, it's an American tradition. And um, But now that you're here, was that your first Thanksgiving, your first U.S. Thanksgiving? No, it was actually my third. I, I moved over oh just goodness. before Thanksgiving in 2011, so I'm uh, oh, that's you right. know, that's becoming right. a pro at the whole turkey thing. <laughs> right, right. So you've got it all down, know how to make yeah, the gravy and there. all that. So. <laughs> See, you guys had a nice relaxing one. We had a – well, I just thought it was relaxing, but it was kind of crazy, huh? It was both at the same time. It was both at the same time, but that's just how our family rolls. We're crazy and relaxing at the same time, so, yeah. Oh, that's the best kind of relaxing, though, isn't it? The crazy kind. Yeah, you know my family. You've been there, so you know how they are. There's nothing quiet about them. So even if you're trying to relax, it's really super loud all the time. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> enough about our enough about our crazy family. Enough of that crazy will come out uh, in the show. I'm really sure. So um, welcome everyone to. Another episode of Heroes 101 Radio, formerly known as Tribe Radio. Uh, we just like the heroes thing more. It's, it's more self-explanatory. Um, yeah. Do, do and, we need to explain, uh, as we always do, who we are and uh, and what we do yeah, I, I, for anyone who's I new think, to this I thing? I think we should. Absolutely. And I'll let you start, sir. Oh, man. So uh, <clears throat> so we are the Hero Initiative Group, and the Hero Initiative Group are a group of uh people who get involved in, in various activism and outreach and, and uh, crime prevention and, and basically trying to make their communities a better place uh, spread across 
most of the US and, and now the UK as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're loosely linked to a movement which, uh, for better or worse, is called the Real Life Superhero Movement. Um, and, and again, you know, the Real Life Superhero Movement are just a, a bunch of people who generally uh, try to do good and uh, try to improve their communities in, in whatever ways they can and, you know, whatever ways suit their, their local areas best. Exactly. Uh, and we're, we're always recruiting. I always have to throw that in there. We're always recruiting. Um, and we're always doing something. That's not an exaggeration either. We're, we've, we've got at least three or four different things going on right now in the community uh, for the holidays. So if you just really have the need to help your fellow man and you don't know where to start, well, that's the topic of our show. But you can also contact us. We're in several different states and in the U.K., and um, I'm sure we could find a spot for you so that you can, you know, help help out, feel needed, because we need you. There you go. I said it. We need you. We don't even know you, but we need you. And, and really, that's what tonight's episode is all about. It's about <clears throat> if you want to get into this kind of work, and particularly around the whole outreach piece, which, you know, a lot of people have got good intentions and, and would love to be doing this kind of thing, but literally have no clue where to start. And, and you know, it, it, can be, it can be a little daunting. It, it can even be a little dangerous if you approach it in the wrong way. So, you know, our, our goal tonight is to talk about for the absolute beginners and you know, even for people who are a little more, little more seasoned and have been doing this for a while, um, you know, how, how they might uh, go about getting involved in this kind of work. Right, right. And it's um, one of my favorite topics, actually. But before that, uh, what did we celebrate last week, Spectre? What was, uh, what was going on with this, this radiation? <laughs> we did that. Oh, you know what? Um, yeah, we had, we had a show on Tuesday, didn't we? We did. We did. We did indeed. It was yeah. You, you're right. It was not only Thanksgiving last week, but it was also the thing that we were most thankful for. I'm sure our uh, second anniversary of Heroes 101. Woo-hoo! Second anniversary. Come on, people. That's right. That's and I right. mean, holy crap, what a show that was. I mean, from start to finish, it was cooler after cooler, and every single cooler was just awesome. And absolutely blew my mind in different ways every single person it was uh, a phenomenal show that's what she said it was <laughs> oh wow wow and on the um on the board as usual is, is nightbug my significant other here oh my god <laughs> it's not that and bad nightbug it's not that bad honey wow <laughs> um yeah, uh, it, you know what, two years, you know, when we first started, we're going, God, I hope they like us. I hope we can do a month's worth of shows at all. And, you know, here we are two two years later, some 60-something shows and over 40,000 listens later. I'm I'm pretty happy, pretty happy about that. This is a... Uh, this is this is a fun thing to do on Tuesday nights, and I I have to thank my uh, my co-host for for keeping me consistent with this. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, Spectre. I'm doing that yeah, on the air because you deserve. And I must say, you know, it kind of feels to me like the show is becoming more relevant, and and you know, the more we get into it, the more um, the more kind of we're reaching other organizations and other groups who are doing very similar activities to what we're doing. Um, and you know that that to me feels like just an awesome way of networking and and an awesome way of sharing experiences and sharing advice and things as well. Right, 
Right. It's you know, and, and it's fun. I, I don't think I've heard other shows where yeah, they've got a lot of good info and and you know, it's it's very relevant, very timely, but they're really very dull and I'm thinking Geez, you remind me of a college professor I had when I couldn't get, wait to get out of the class. Not us. We're kind of stupid, and it shows, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, so. we do our best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to call you stupid, Simon. You're uh, the you... not stupid part of this. <laughs> 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 All right. You're just as stupid as we are. That's why it works. So, um, there, there you go. <laughs> That was wow. That's uh, that's the Matt Damon. What is that from? Is that oh, from South Park? Team America? Team America. Team America. That's it. Oh my God, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> Got the best quotes. Anyway, um, back to our our topic at hand, um, which is outreach one hundred and one. Yeah, and, like I, must that say, you know, and, and I guess before we even get into it, I would love for anyone who has a, a, an opinion on, on outreach, anyone who's you know, either completely new to this and has a bunch of questions or anyone who has a ton of experience and wants to share or anyone in between, you know, just uh, call in, um, join us in the chat room, set up an account which is free and, and just you know, share, share your thoughts. If you think we're talking bullshit, then say so. <laughs> it's entirely Oh, yeah. This is where you actually, we actually give a damn about what you think. Well, to an extent, you know. So if you if you want to hear something or if you don't want to hear something, you know, um, you're who we're putting the show on for. So you've got an opinion, share it with us. Uh, let us know. Let us know. We can, we can always use uh, the input. Yeah. Um, what we decide, what we decide to do with the input is that. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, please call That's me. She said. Number. That's right. Uh, shut up, Bug. The number to call in is uh, area code 347-326-9827. Now, Specter, do you remember um, what it was about last week's show that prompted us to uh, change it up a little and, and have this topic for this week's show? Because I, yeah, I well, seem to remember a bunch of uh, conversations well, I mean, going on. Never, I must admit, last week's show to me was just every single caller who called in made us say, oh, we've got to do this on another show. We've got to have another show just dedicated to this, whether it's like, you know, the war stories of the, the kind of things they've seen out on the streets or, uh, you know, great advice from uh, from the Legacy Initiative, for example, on some of the um, the amazing kind of community work that they're doing. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I think this whole topic came about, um, we had uh, Life and who was the other guy who phoned in who we were talking about, you know, how to, to get um, supplies to give out to homeless people. Oh my gosh, we had so many people. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We had. Ooh, let me look at the list. Here, it's okay. We can we can edit this silent out later and just put a name in. Technical difficulties. I'm gonna go out here and cough my ass off. Technical difficulties. What's that? All right, I think we lost, uh, did we lose my co-host? Yeah, we, we lost her to uh, technical difficulties, <laughs> okay. which amounts to not having water on the side here. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. that was terrible. Next time, don't need your headphones. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my, uh, yeah, I had that. We're going to edit all that out. But 
You ever yeah. get that little tickle in your throat and you're like, no, not now, not now. And yeah, it, it was over like, that going to overdub the, um, the names of people who dialed in next week, last week, and, and it's just, you remember that Simpsons where they went to Camp Krusty, and it was like, uh, my name is Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bob. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, we, that. Had, we had so many uh, cool people call in. It, it felt like there were 10, I think there were at one point 10 people on the line uh, at once. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, so um and definitely um you were you were talking about how uh how we had um God it was life and we had the Joker called in. So we had our own uh supervillain calling in, right? And oh my gosh, we had people from the XJL, which was great. And we also had Crimson Fist. And wow, you know, I, I, so many that I, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting that you were on there, but uh, I, just right now I'm having a hard time remembering everything yeah, was, that was there. Oh, Travis, Travis and Ben. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They called into, and others. So, and you know, they all had something great to say about outreach. Yeah. Um, and you know what, and I guess the reason I, I started thinking about this show myself is that in, in the New York area, we, we've been lucky enough to partner with some, some really awesome um, community activism teams who, who just focus purely on outreach. There's a, there's a group in Staten Island called uh, Beacon who are a, a bunch of basically university kids and, and their friends and, and you know, a few older people who just generate every year they have event after event where they generate tons of food and tons of clothing and blankets and things for homeless people. Um, and they're, they're massively active. So, you know, we can kind of piggyback on them. Um, there's another group that, that life uh, is very heavily involved with and, and dark guardian on, on this side of the coast as well, where, uh, a group called uh, superheroes anonymous who do a ton of, uh, of community and, and charity work. So, um, from the New York Hero Initiative side of things, we haven't had to know a lot about um, outreach work because we just go along and, you know, lend some manpower and some funds and, and some some supplies into these other schemes and just piggyback on top of it. Um, whereas actually, you know, if I were to start my own project, I, I actually would seriously struggle on, on where to start with that. And I'm sure there are a lot of people like me who, who really want to get into this and are motivated to help but are actually thinking, where where do I go, you know? That's true. I mean, why it's really smart, like you said, to um, piggyback, you know, because why reinvent the wheel if someone is already doing um, what you want to do? You've got to, I, I believe it's Tiger Todd who's very fond of saying, you don't, you don't learn sideways. You learn upwards. You learn from people who are already doing it. You go up the ladder learning. And um, if you want to know how to, to do, how to begin an outreach, First of all, you know, just, just watch someone um, for a while. Watch watch the people who are already doing that because, you know, otherwise you're going to make a lot of mistakes and waste a lot of time that you could otherwise avoid if you, you know, follow someone for a while. <clears throat> However, if you're very brave and you want to just, you know, jump right in <laughs> and start your own outreach, we've got a few tips for you. Um, I, I don't know if you could say that we're experts, um, because really, what what qualifies you as an expert with outreach? You know, um, it, I guess it's just time, experience, whatever. Uh, but but we're I would say we're at least 
semi semi professional <laughs> people who are involved with outreach at least once a week, I think, maybe once a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, you know, we've got. Oh, speaking of that, you know, before we forget, before we forget, because we're going to start giving out all these tips. Speaking of outreach, um, we've got winter events going on right now, uh, Spectre, and I'm trying to remember to promote them because afterwards I know people are like, why didn't you say anything about that? Because we can always use the help with that. So um, <clears throat> I know that Superheroes Anonymous just, just uh, happened uh, last weekend, I believe. Yeah, that was that's fantastic. Right. Event in uh, Brooklyn on, on Friday, um, on Black right. Friday. And, and the whole idea there was... You know, Black Friday has become such a monster of commercialism and uh, affluenza. And, uh, you know, the, their whole idea was they, they came up with this idea of Give Back Friday. Um, and the whole thing was getting people together to, to build homeless packs and to, uh, you know, kind of packs of things that are useful to homeless people at this time of year uh, that, that they later went and gave out to a homeless shelter and, and just also just people who were just out there on the streets. <clears throat> but they um, they also did things like a free martial arts workshop and, and other um, kind of topics where they have talkers talking about um, patrols and safety and that, that kind of thing as well. So, I, I mean, that, that was a resounding success, as, as those events always are from those guys. Fantastic. And those guys have been doing it for a while, so you got to give them credit for, for staying consistent. Um, we've also got uh, uh, Signs of Hope is, is – Something that we created with the along the initiative created along with the um, superhero community and SIGN stands for Superheroes Initiative uh, Giving Network and Hope is our big once a year project which we're trying to expand to more than once a year because um, it's usually in July in San Diego and that's just not enough so uh, Signs of Hope was created so that we could cover every you know corner of the globe. If we have somebody there, then, you know, they could be passing out signs of hope. And it's an outreach. Um, and, and you know what? It's basically, it's a grassroots outreach that, that that encourages you to give what you can. If you've got an overabundance of socks, give out socks. If you've got a ton of water, give out water. If you've got a ton of uh, time, give out your time. So um, that's coming up for the San Francisco branch of the Hero Initiative on December 13th. And we're hoping to have, if she's got free time in her schedule, Margaret Cho has said she will join us um, 13th at Civic Center in San Francisco giving out um, clothes. We're having a street boutique out there where we give out free clothes. And we hang them on hangers and, um, and uh, clothes racks so that people can shop with some dignity. And by shop, I mean pick them out for free. Uh, that's on the 13th, and then I know that the Washington Hero Initiative has an outreach on the 26th, and uh, we're going to have more details about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I believe a couple of our Hero Initiative groups are also doing the Toys for Tots drive. Anyway, if you hear anything about this and you go, I really want to know more about that, we'll provide links, or you can always just ask us. We we would love to answer your questions. So um, I'm glad that we remembered to promote those. Otherwise. I you know would get a tongue lashing at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the show from one of my teammates who went you forgot again not this time baby 
And uh, <clears throat> I would say as well, you know, we're, we're going to provide a bunch of links on the Heroes 101 radio show Facebook page at the end of this show as well. So, you know, if you want to oh, know yeah. anything more about anything we talk about, just check out the Facebook page. And <clears throat> if it's not on there, let us know and we'll put it on there. There you go. Um, so so getting to our topic, uh, what is outreach work, Spectre? Yeah, what is, so I, I must admit, I, I wikipedia this. I, I like to do a little bit of preparation. And, uh, so Wikipedia tells us, in all its wisdom, uh, dubious wisdom, that outreach work is, is an activity of providing services to populations who might not otherwise have access to those services. And, and I think the differentiator is that, <clears throat> obviously, there are government services that, that are designed to aid people. And, and, you know, to varying degrees of success, they, they, they work. Um, but there are gaps in those services. And, and, you know, those gaps are typically linked to at-risk populations and at-risk normally minority groups, whether it's ethnic minority groups or, or sexual preference or, you know, the, the gay community, um, whether it's, it's homeless minority groups. And um, really outreach work is, is designed to help <clears throat> any of those communities where there is a gap in public services and and you know we and and communities basically step up and then try to help those and you know whether those are local churches that are trying to to run soup kitchens or you know local community groups such as ourselves um really the the goal is the same <clears throat> and you know I, I think across the hero initiative group particularly we we have had a lot of involvement in the gay community and and <clears throat> i know particularly in the san francisco area and here in the new york area We've held uh, free martial arts defense workshops um, and, and another, a number of uh, kind of patrols and, and safety patrols in, in areas where there have been hate crimes against the gay community. Um, however, there, there are certain times of year, like now, when obviously the, the real concern is around the homeless people, you know, people who are living on the street who really don't have anything, um, and, and just helping people literally just survive the winter and, and not end up freezing to death. Um, and, and I think it, it kind of goes both ways. You know, there's uh, the, the outreach work that we do is, is massively rewarding. And, and I must say, I'm not sure I've ever done anything in my life which is as rewarding as, as outreach work. And particularly with homeless people where they feel so downtrodden and, and so worthless. And the smallest act of, of hope and kindness and, and treating them as a human being with dignity can can absolutely change their world and change their perspective. And... Um, you know, it, it can be heartbreaking, some of the uh, situations that you see, but also that there's nothing more heartwarming that you can do with your spare time. Absolutely. There's, on the days where we feel like, oh, nobody cares, why are we doing this? Why are we going out again and doing this? We get that one person, that one person that, that genuinely lets you know that this, this saved you their whole day. You know, it, it makes it all worth it. I, I remember one of our teammates who was uh, homeless at one point um, for a while and uh, old school, and he told me that uh, he was sick. You know, we were we were going out on a, a needle pickup, and, and I know he was sick. And I said, why don't you stay home? And he said, oh, no, it's nothing. You know, it'll be fine. And, and he was sit, saying that he remembers being homeless and being sick. And all he wished for was a nice, warm bed to to go to sleep in and i thought wow 
and here I am bitching and moaning about going out and doing um, a little bit of outreach today or picking up a needle or such. So, you know, it, it really is so rewarding, and it puts your life back into perspective. The things that you're taking for granted, you so don't take for granted at the end of the event, whatever it is. So um, <clears throat> the rewards, you you can't pay for these rewards. It's, it's amazing. I, I would encourage anyone who's even thinking about it, come out with us if you can. Yeah, you're right, though. You know, you don't spend much time on a homeless outreach patrol saying, oh, my damn iPhone's so slow. Why, why did I upgrade to iOS 6? You know, it's like the, right. those kind of trivial everyday exactly. concerns disappear, right? They do. They do. And, you know, I need that because I'm I'm all, you know, stupid first world problems. I'm always bitching and wondering, dang it, I don't want, you know, like you said, iPhone problems, anything like that. And then you come upon, you know, you, you pretty much turn off your phones. You don't pay any attention to all that. When you're walking out there, it's human contact, you know, face-to-face. And, and as soon as you hand somebody something and talk to them, it's not even the, the act of handing someone something as much as it is looking them in the eye and treating them like another human being and not like something you don't want to while walking down the street because that's a big problem. We pretend we don't see them. They no longer become people. Um, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you make that contact, you realize this person is just like me except, you know, circumstances were different. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I anyway. Must admit, for me, it was why I got into this in the first place was <clears throat> when I when I first moved to New York and you know, when I when I used to travel around London, I, I was in a band playing in London a lot in the UK, and you see you see homeless people. You know, I had a homeless guy try to stab me coming out of a gig once, but um, you know, basically they have places to go. You know, there are good shelters. There are there are lots of kind of squatters' residences where where people actually you know go and live illegally, but they tend to get away with it for a long period of time. Um, and you don't actually see that many people out on the streets, whereas in New York, you know, it's it's much more prevalent, and obviously in San Francisco to a to a much larger degree. Um, and what really blew me away was the commuters around Grand Central Station in in Manhattan, um, just walking past these people sleeping on the sidewalk, and just either completely looking away and, and being blind to them. Or looking at them as if they're they're a dog or an animal or something, you know, and that that to me exactly is social disease which just can't go on. <clears throat> exactly, uh, and that's it. You know, it's easier to not look at them, and you know the way that they're moved uh, during major events, especially sporting events, yeah. you know, or uh, they'll be moved from downtown so that people can't see them anymore because they're not pretty, you know. And wow, we're we're really helping to perpetuate. That that you know, objective. We're just objectifying these people as as garbage that can be moved from one spot to the other. And uh, you know, anyway, anyway, that's why we're hoping that anybody who's listening to this tonight or in in a chat room, by the way, welcome all you awesome chat room people. Um, we're hoping that you'll join us and and you know start your own little outreach. It doesn't have to be something huge, and it doesn't need you know, more than just you. You don't need a whole team behind you. Although, you know, if you're going to go do something, sometimes it's better to have at least another person with you. But the point is you don't need a lot to be able to to start your own outreach, whether it's something for one day or something ongoing. 
uh, we have many ways to help you start. So with that, uh, Spectre, would you like to talk about some of the issues um, that, you know, since homeless outreach is a big, big thing, some of the issues that uh, homeless people face? while they're out there and how we can yeah, help? And, and, I mean, what I would suggest as well, before we even get into that, is if you have any interest in, in doing this and any interest in, in getting involved in outreach work, um, as, you know, I think the best thing to do is actually just go along and join an established group. Go and, go and work in a soup kitchen on a Sunday or, um, you know, go, go and uh, volunteer at a homeless shelter. I mean, those places are always begging for volunteers, Um and, you know, you may find that you need to go through some background checks or something for some of these, which is, you know, not a bad idea, I don't, I think, in general. Um, but it will really open your eyes to the reality of what it is to be homeless and, and the fact that, you know, some of the cliched... Uh, I mean, everybody knows that a homeless person, you know, may be out on the streets and may be looking for, for somewhere to sleep, but I don't think many people understand the reality of what it is to live in a homeless shelter, Um and some of the, the terrifying things that go on in homeless shelters that, uh, you know, kind of almost make people wish that they were back out in the streets uh, as an alternative option to that. Right, right. And we can, that's a whole other show right there because speaking with the homeless, they'll call you, you know, one of the things that they do, this is just an example, you know, is, is when you're trying to sleep, many people have mental health problems in homeless shelters and many have health issues. So, um it's almost impossible to get a quiet night's sleep there. So yeah. that's one thing. Uh, and, and you're going, well, what, is it better to be out on the street? Well, if you found your quiet spot to sleep in and it's not too cold outside, at least you know you're going to get some rest. Um, that and, you know, they do have bed bug issues. They they run rampant. And anyway, <clears throat> more of that later. But, yeah, but I, I the other kind of problems that they typically face are around their their own possessions. And, you know, you look at a homeless person and, and you can look at them and look. it appears that they have nothing. Um, but the fact that they may have, you know, a couple of bottles of water, that they may have a couple of blankets that are, that are warm and, you know, changes of, of underwear and changes of socks and things, um, those, you know, those are invaluable to those people. And if, if those possessions get stolen... Um, you know that that can make a, a world a world of difference to a homeless person's life, um, and and I think as well the whole barter system. You know, I, I was in Grand Central again the other day and uh, saw some tourists buying cakes and things for for a homeless woman in, in the underground of Grand Central, and she was basically mm-hmm. writing things on the back of each cookie, and and it was it was currency that she was going to use to buy drugs um, essentially, and. Uh, um, I, I think that you know there's uh, there's there's certainly a barter system there that means that people's possessions, if you were to steal them, could be worth a lot more to you than a pair of socks would be, or you know just just what we think that possession is really worth. Right, right. Um, and you were talking about storage and where they put their. You know what I I, I saw that uh, especially I mean, since we did our, our a couple of outreaches on Skid Row, they do have something that the Legacy Initiative in Utah is trying to replicate. Skid Row, they have storage bins. They're basically um, giant plastic trash bins, and they're clean. Of course, they're brand new, and they'll let you um, have one. You can go into it during the day, you know, because there's an attendant there, drop your things off, and... um, they will let you keep your stuff there. I forget how long it is, but 
it's for a significant amount of time so that you can find a job, you can have clean clothes stored there, and that's not available everywhere, though. So um, it's important to remember that these people don't have anywhere to put their items if, if they don't have this available to them. So, yeah, um, and that's a massively important point, I think, as well, that, you know, you, you can look at a homeless person and think it's a homeless person, but, but that, that person has typically, you know, grown up with a family, lived in a house, had a job, had a, you know, been to school, and, the, you know, there may be reasons, as, as you said, Rock, that, you know, they may have taken a wrong turn at somewhere, you know, may have just been a bad role mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but how how do they get back from being homeless and, and have that kind of life again? You know, how do they reclaim that um, when they have, you know, their, their possessions may be stolen, when, you know, they how, how do you actually get clean to go to a job interview and, you know, look like a regular person, not a homeless person at a job interview, for example. So I think some right. of them, you know, are really significant. Right. And, you know, so when you're giving things out, uh, because I know a lot of people I know won't, won't won't want to give money because they think that the money is going to either drugs or alcohol or, you know, and that's fine. That's that's your right to to choose what you give out and how to help. So tonight we're we're trying to give you different ways that you can help, not just the homeless. Um, but homeless uh, always, I'm finding that one of the greatest needs they have out there are socks. So. If you don't want to go on a giant clothing drive, which you can, you know, if you work at an office that has more than three people, you can ask your coworkers, and this is pretty easy, you can create your own cheap flyers, um, ask them for all their used, gently used um, warm items, warm clothing items, and take those and just sort them out. And right there, there you've got your own outreach. You know, you can you can help save a person by keeping them warmer for another night. Um that doesn't cost any money at all, except maybe the gas that you might use going back and forth to pick those items up from whoever's donating. Uh, you can, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you can contact churches. You can contact uh, centers, um, community centers, to see if they'd like to get in on some kind of drive with you. You know, again, partnering up with people who are already established. Um, because... You know, we're not here to tell you, you got to spend $100 of your own money in order to be, no, no, because, you know, not many people can do that. So if you can contact uh, anyone you know to try to donate um, something that you think is useful, a blanket, um, hotel toiletries, you know, those single-use items, those things are really popular on our outreach uh, you know, events, and they're free. Yeah, gloves and hats as well. You know, we we see, and and I, I think the the key message that I picked up when I started doing this with with Dark Guardian in New York, and and he you know he'd been doing this for years, and one of the first pieces of advice that he gave me, which was the best one by far, was um, just just talk to these people, just ask them what they want, uh, and also ask them where they came from. You know, how how they got to be where they are now. Um, and and that's it's such an eye opener, you know. When you when you start to treat these people as human beings and, and listen to their stories, you can you can really empathize and, and really see see how they are, you know, why they are how they are now. Absolutely, yeah. Talking to them, then they, you know, and oh, be prepared. You will get in long conversations because some of these people haven't had someone genuinely talk to for a while. So sometimes they just want an ear. Um, so. 
with that, you know what? I, I kind of want to move to um, other ways that you can you can uh, begin your own outreach, um, and we'll get back more to the homeless. But outreach can also mean, you know, volunteering your time. And if you don't know where to start, you know what? How about an animal shelter? Uh, especially during the holidays, because people come and they they unfortunately try to pick up a bunch of animals to give as pets. And that's not a bad thing, but hopefully they're doing this with a lot of research and a lot of thought before, you know, just picking up that special puppy to put under the tree. But animal shelters are really in need of volunteers, especially this time of year. Um, Community gardens. Right now, in the wintertime, in, in our area at least, where it's still slightly warm, they they need help uh, with with because nobody wants to go out into the cold and pull the weeds. So that's that's a great way of of helping. Um, it's, it's it's an outreach effort. Um, if you've got if you've got a pet, you got a dog, you can take your pet to a senior center to a veteran center. And just let you, you know, if you clear it with them first and let your dog or, you know, whatever you've got, <laughs> horse, out there to uh, to play with the, uh, with the pig. Hey, pigs are pretty amazing from what I've seen. They're they're almost as loyal as dogs from what I'm hearing. Yeah, um, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. I, I would just feel kind of guilty about one living in my house because every time I ate bacon, I'd, I'd feel like a cannibal and... That's, anyway, I'm sorry. Maybe we'll talk about kids that serve animals getting thrown off of planes later. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and and you know and and other other ways to simple ways to outreach that don't cost you a ton. If you're baking this time of year, you want to do some outreach. Double your dessert. Think about that. If you're making cookies, double the cookies. And bring them to, again, you can bring them to vets. You can bring them to seniors. We know you can bring them to the fire station. You can bring them to your kids' teachers, to crossing guards. Now, just because those guys aren't homeless doesn't mean that they can't use a little bit of outreach, too. So, um, you know, especially the crossing guards out there in the rain this time of year. Yeah, they're, they're making sure your kids are safe. So, you know, outreach those guys. Um and I'll let you. I've been babbling a bit, so I'll I'll turn it back over to my co-host. No, who's got some I, I other completely agree. Tips, so. no, I mean, one thing <laughs> I, I always try to do is um, the, the train guards as well. You know, I, I take the train into Manhattan and back every day. And oh yeah, uh, again, you know, the, I mean, train train tra- not not so much the train drivers, but the guys who come around and collect the tickets. Um, you know, again, they they become kind of invisible to people because you know it's it's not a job that most people want, and and you know they they're almost looked down on. And uh, I, I love the fact that at, at Christmas, at Thanksgiving, you know, people do give them treats and people do give them, you know, bon- I guess uh, um, tips and and bonuses and things. And, Aww. Uh, you know the number of times I've seen people just give a, a ticket guy a bottle of beer or something, um, but uh, I must admit, even even before you even get onto that, just smiling and treating people like they're human beings and um, giving them a bit of respect is is worth a lot more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, God, that and you do that every day. You don't have to wait for the holidays to do that. 
Yeah, I, I I love that, and and you know, and it always comes back to you. You know, the number of times I forget my train ticket, and the the guys recognise me, and they think there's that guy who smiles and says good morning to me every day. Let's just let him pass. Oh, you know that that's that, that's being a human being. You know, that's outreach. There you go. Yeah. You were talking about how outreach is is providing um. Is an out activity of providing services to populations who might not otherwise have access to those services. Well, to me, if if you're one of the train guards, like he said, one of the ticket takers, and and no one's ever smiling at you, uh, no one's ever wishing you a good day, providing that to them, that's outreach. That's absolutely outreach. So, and it can, you know, it's courtesy, it's contagious type of thing too. I, it's corny, but damn, the the first person to let me change lanes. You know, they suddenly make my driving day a lot better. I'm waving to the next person and letting them change lanes. That's a really nice, you know, um, ripple that you're starting. And yeah, that's important. And, and I'll tell you what as well. You mentioned the, the animal shelters. I, I think that's a phenomenal idea. And I know a few people here in New York who have gone along to, you know, bird rescue shelters and um, uh, even reptile rescue shelters as well where people have picked up turtles and things from the river who are injured. Oh. Um, you know, I, I've never met a person through one of those animal shelters who wasn't completely awesome. I mean, literally, just the nicest people I've ever met have been those people who just give up their spare time. So, you know, even even if you're just bored and lonely at home, you know, you, you're kind of stuck inside in the winter, your friends have gone away somewhere, just get down to one of those animal shelters and you, you'll never be disappointed with the people that you meet there. Uh Absolutely. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. You're right. There's so. I, I guess that's a very telling thing. If you don't like animals, that's a deal breaker for me because something's wrong with you. How can you not like animals? At least, at least one type of animal. You know. So, um, you're right. They're usually wonderful people. Uh, but, you know, if if people, I'm sure there are a couple of listeners who want to start their own, um, you know, larger outreach event. So before you do that, I'll tell you what, uh, you can always, especially this time of year, if you contact Toys for Tots, they are all over the country. Toys for Tots will, um, and you know, those are the collection bins that take uh, new and unwrapped toys for children, and uh, they will, talk about something that's free, they will come out, they will drop you off as many boxes as you need. Each box holds approximately 50 toys. They will provide you with free posters where you can put your name, contact, uh, or whatever info you want to put, you know, on there. And when your box is filled up, they will come and pick it up. So talk about outreach that doesn't cost you a lot of anything other than trying to get your friends and family to contribute to those toy boxes. Yeah. And, and actually, in our chat room right now, we've got our friends who are extremely awesome over at Geekpile. Geekpile. Uh, um, oh podcast. yay! Geek, sort of Geekpile podcast. Yeah, so, so Geekpile <laughs> in, in the chat room said, uh, Geekpile said they, they've got their first bag of unwanted and, and used clothes from a coworker today, which is just awesome. Again, you know, I, I think what does it take just to put up something in the office to say, uh, you know, has anyone got any old gloves and socks and blankets and scars and what have you um, because everybody does everybody's got a closet full of old crap that they don't want because it's it's old and they're <laughs> sick of it and it doesn't fit anymore and whatever <laughs> some somebody can make right. good use of that you know one person's crap is another person's treasure right <laughs> oh, God. she's so eloquent 
<laughs> but it's absolute. Um, the the whole thing about the unwanted clothing too is that um, you're doing both parties a favor. You know, if somebody was waiting to get rid of those pieces of clothing and you just took it off their hands, you know, for free, and you're you're putting it straight into the hands. Not that there's anything wrong with the Salvation Army or Goodwill or any of those other, you know, any of those other services, but I believe that when you put directly into the hands of the people who are going to use them, you know, you save them the extra step, plus you save them some money because, you know, they can't exactly walk in and, and get them for free at uh, at Goodwill and such. So, um, And it's so much more rewarding to just put it in their hands. Yeah, and I must but, say as well, I, I love the idea that you guys came up with in, in California of having the um, like the street market where people can actually come up and browse and you know like it's a store, but it, everything's free. And you know, I, I, I guess I'd never even considered before how how tough it is for a homeless person digging clothes out of a garbage bag. You know, I mean, how demeaning that is for yeah. a human being to do that. <clears throat> you know, I gotta say, I did get the idea. We did get the idea from. Um, from Travis and Ted at the Legacy Initiative Utah, and they called it a street boutique. And I was intrigued. I went, what? And I saw pictures of where they had purchased all these, or actually they, they made their own racks to hang things with. We just, we we got a little lazy, and we purchased a whole bunch of clothing, you know, portable clothing racks. And then we got free hangers. So if you're thinking about doing this for anybody, you can get free hangers. Old Navy gave us all the free hangers we could possibly use, and then some. Because they're just getting rid of them. They're just recycling them. Um, and we took all our donations, and we organized them and got a team up and hung everything up. And I'll tell you, it was it – was, we had a young man who came up and said this. He said, thank you for doing this. It makes me feel like a human being again. Um, it kind of gives me back some dignity. And, oh, my gosh, you know, what do you say to that? He just gave you a gift. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's the street boutiques. And it doesn't take a ton of clothes to do that. It really doesn't. It just takes enough so that you can, you know, have some for women, some for men, and some for children. That's it, you know. And those racks, we bought those racks for like 15, 20 bucks at um, anywhere. We got ours at Target. So, you know, you get about uh, four of those racks. Maybe, you know, and you're good. You're good to go. And they, and you should see people act differently. Instead of, like you said, Spectre, throwing a, here, here's a garbage bag full of stuff. And everybody's on the ground digging through, rooting through it like an animal. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no dignity in that. And, yes, we all deserve respect and dignity. So the street boutiques are a great way to go. If you need help with that. Let us know. We will walk you through it. We'll honest. We'll give you uh, all the help you can use, all the help you want uh, to start your own street boutique if you'd like. Um, and uh, we can pair that with another thing we learned from, uh, like I said, the Legacy Initiative. Great group. We used to give out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches by the hundreds. And the reason we did that is because they don't need refrigeration. They can last a few days in a Ziploc bag. And a lot of homeless have um, dental problems. They actually can't chew into a granola bar or anything. So um, we've done them by the hundreds, but now we've stepped it up to um, bean and cheese burritos. 
And bean and cheese burritos are very popular. They stay warm for a few hours. They're not they're not as they don't last as long as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but that's okay. You get a warm meal. It's all wrapped up in foil and they're easy to transport. So we can help you with those too if you'd like to. I think the most we've done with those is 250 at a time. Yeah, not that hard to make. Get a couple friends and and you can knock it out in an hour and a half. Not even kidding. Yeah, and you know I think a lot of these these foods as well. Just thinking about the, from the point of view of the person doing the outreach program, um, <clears throat> it's all about economies of scale, right? That you can you can buy the ingredients right. in bulk from you know Costco or wherever, and they're, they're not expensive. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think we did two hundred sandwiches, two hundred uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for under thirty five thirty five dollars, right around thirty five dollars is all of what we spent. We'll go and, like you said, go to Costco and big jars of peanut butter, big jars of jelly. And if you've got people who donate those, there you go. Sweet. And all you have to do is ask. You yeah. never know. You never know, you know, who who really wants to be part of it. And um, you know what? I, I think even better than that are the meals that you can get mm-hmm. that are free. And, uh, and, you know, that was something that we talked around a lot, <clears throat> a lot last week. And, there, there are some points of contention. I mean, you know, there, there are some places that, that give away, and, and there, there are a couple of, like, bakeries in, in New York City that at the end of the day, every surplus item they give out to feed the homeless, which I, I think is phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> right. And But, you know, I guess equally there are stores that literally just throw stuff out and food that's perfectly good. And, you know, we, we actually talked last time around some of the legal implications of if you were to, um, you know, if, you, if, if a, a restaurant were to give um, food at the end of the day that's technically past its sell-by date to a homeless person and that homeless person were to get sick, um, actually Ted from the Legacy Initiative was saying there's actually a law to protect restaurant owners in that scenario. <clears throat> However, you know, for me personally, I've always felt it's you know, it, it feels kind of morally slightly wrong to be taking food out of a garbage can and giving it to a homeless person. You know, there's just something wrong in that to me that, again, it, it just feels slightly inhumane. Um, and, and to be honest, oh, yeah. I'd rather eat it myself, you know, and give my food right. to a homeless person. It, it just feels slightly wrong. Um, however, you know, we in, in the New York team here, we, we, we've had agreements with certain restaurants. There was a, an amazing Chinese restaurant in the West Village that we used to go to, and the guy would literally give us boxes of pork buns that he hadn't sold during the day. And, and like you said, they were, they were wrapped up in foil, they were still warm, and they tasted freaking amazing. And, uh, and we would take these pork buns just in giant platters on our patrols and, and just give them out to homeless people. And, and they loved them. It was, you know, one of the most awesome agreements we ever came up with. Fantastic. A warm meal. See, that's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. We've got to find those connections over here. And you're right. You know, the very first time I saw the whole we don't keep anything overnight, we donate it all, was in New York. I took a picture of that restaurant because I was so blown away that they had the sign right there on the window that said, you know, that we, we don't throw anything away. We we give it away at the end of the night. I was going, yes, yeah. you guys are awesome. And, you know, I think the um, <clears throat> a lot of the problems that I've seen, uh, that I've seen with, with companies just throwing away large amounts of food are with bigger corporations and, and bigger kind of chain restaurants and, we, we found that if you do approach like the smaller independent store or restaurant owners, you know, the, especially like convenience stores and grocery store owners, um, and and you know, we, we've we've done them a favor with some of our patrols and and you know, physically kept some of their stores safe on occasion during during riots and 
um, protests and things, that uh, it's oh, very easy to build up a relationship with them and, and ask for, you know, if, if you're going to be throwing throwing stuff out that's perfectly good, then just please let us have, you know, first uh, first cut at it to give to, to give to homeless people. Ah, great idea. They make us, yeah, establish connections with those those you know businesses in the area, especially. Um, we've got a, a person in San Francisco who uh, is willing to sell us cheaper socks because we go there every week to pick them up to hand out during our needle pickups. So you know they see us all the time. The only thing is um, that we've <laughs> we've actually found a, an online a place to buy socks. And oh man, we're getting them for like sixty cents a pair. No kidding. Wow. So uh, yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants that link, I'll find it and I'll put it up. But it's it's insane. And of course, when we ever, whenever we buy our own socks for here at home, we we use the same <laughs> we use the same online place because you can't beat them. They're really good socks. Um, yeah. Oh, I see the geek pile is saying in the chat room. Mandalorian Mercs were on our show and they do a lot of community outreach at hospitals, et cetera. Follow your passions. Yes, that's um, an excellent. And Mandalorian Mercs, for those of you who don't know Star Wars, you should be ashamed. Um, anyway, they they they're, they look like Boba Fett. Um, and, uh, you know, different versions of, of that outfit. And they, uh, they go around and just do all kinds of, of fun charitable events. And they don't charge. They just do it for the fun of it. And the 501st, too. And the 501st, absolutely. The uh, the 501st, those guys are everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. By the way, i got to ask you really quick, Spectre. If you were to join one of those two, who would it be, the 501st or the Mercs? Oh, man. I, I You know what? I love the idea of joining the Mercs. And, and <clears throat> you know, it's, I, I was going to say, whatever, whatever your passion is, as Geek Pile said in the chat room, just follow it. You know, if you want to be a Jedi or a Mandalorian or, you know, a superhero, whatever it is mm-hmm. you want to do, as long as you're doing something positive with your time, then screw it. No, nobody right. can judge you on that. Um, but, you know, for me, right. to answer that question, I would freaking love to be a Mandalorian merc. Um, however, my skills at cosplay are really, really poor, and they have some pretty high <laughs> standards around their costumes. So I could see myself getting Thank kicked out pretty you. quick. Oh man, no, they're they're pretty cool. I you made a really good Sith Lord uh at the wedding, but um I I could see you doing that. I'm actually considering one or the other or maybe there's something else for females because I love the idea of all their you know, their their costumes and everything, but I think having a helmet on my head and not being able to see as well as I'd like to all the time. Just me personally, I'd I'd probably be a Twilek or a Twi'lek or something. And, oh man, yeah. And uh wouldn't that be fun? Oh, seriously. And, you know, yeah, I I, I would have to. Uh, I, you know, there's a group here, the New York Jedi, who are similar, I guess, to your your Golden Gate Knights in San Francisco. And, and they, they get involved in a whole load of all sorts of crazy stuff. They get involved in, like, the Chinatown parades, and they go out there in their full Jedi gear with their lightsabers and <laughs> do, do performances. And, again, they, they right. do a lot of stuff for charity and, and ask nothing for it. And, uh yeah, I think it just goes to show that you know, maybe the geeks will inherit the earth or something. But uh, you know, they already the have. Passion is they it's, it's all good. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. How do it figures? You know, we're all in outreach, and of course, we we always have to shift it over to Star Wars somehow. You and I are pathetic 
Star Wars nerds, aren't we? It's just, <laughs> yeah, get away from it. That's, so, that's, that's right. Guilty, guilty as charged, right? So, um, I'm, I'm sorry. We've got, we've got like what five minutes left in our show, Where and, and uh, I know. I'm, I'm hoping that we covered everything. Can you think of something that we've missed? You probably can. You're well, much better at this. But I've got two tips that I've learned in my short time of outreach work. One is be mm-hmm. very, very careful about assuming that people are homeless, <laughs> because if yes. That person is just, you know, maybe a little drunk and having a night out, maybe just not dressed that well. They can be pretty offended by the fact that you're trying to give them a sandwich and <laughs> a pair of socks when they're just on their way home. Right. Um, so, you know, you've got to be a little bit careful. And I think generally in terms of safety, I, I've never been terribly threatened by homeless people, but there are people there who have drug issues, and you know, who may not know really what's going on around them and you know maybe paranoid may have may have mental health problems as well and right you know, it just right. pays to stay aware and, and stay and particularly if you're if you if you're with a group you know to have one person watching your back while you're doing this kind of work because you, you never know what could happen and, and i and i would hate for someone to uh, uh to, to try to go out and do some good here and then end up just in a bad situation because uh you know because they weren't quite prepared for that Agreed. Um, we don't want to scare you away, people, but if you can go do this, go in pairs at least, you know, and uh, that, that way you've always got somebody keeping an eye out on you and vice versa. Um, you know, go out in pairs, try to go out in the daytime, um, but our bottom line is that you can do it. You don't have to have special training, and you don't have to have a lot of money or a big group. You can, you can do this. And I think if everybody dedicated an hour of this, Per month, can you imagine if everybody you knew dedicated an hour of yeah. you know their time to some type of outreach per month? Better world, yeah. better world we'd have. Yeah, and I, I think the other uh, the very yeah. last piece of advice that I would give is just you know ninety nine percent of the people that you meet are going to be extremely nice people who are massively grateful for whatever you're doing. <clears throat> there is always going to be that one percent who. Again, they may not know where they are, what they're doing. They, they, they may have some kind of mental problem, but you can get people who are very aggressive or unpleasant toward you who just don't want whatever it is you're trying to do to help. And, um, you know, the only advice I would give is, is just roll with it. You know, just, just roll with the punches and accept that, you know, there, there are some people that you just cannot help, and unfortunately that's the way it is. And, you know, maybe on the next go-around you might offer them something and they may accept and, and be in a better place. But, uh, you know, you, you can't take it personally when people push back on you like that. Right, exactly. It's not about you. It's not, you know, it's it's not personal, like you said. So don't give up. Um, well, we've got two minutes left, and hopefully you got got something to help you out on your your outreach uh, efforts, endeavors. And if not, like we said, we would love it if you contact us. Um, we'd love to help you out in any way that we can, if you're near us especially. You know, uh, especially over there on the East Coast. I'm over here on the West Coast, and we've got branches in between. Somebody can give you a helping hand with something. Um, but Yeah, and, you know, we, we would love to get into some healthy debate on Facebook or email or whatever, you know, if you have any kind of questions. Right. If you if you think what we're saying is complete crap and you completely disagree, then you know let, let's talk about it. And you you may have some great ideas that would help help us help people as well. Exactly, feedback rocks, people. It really does. So before we uh, before we sign off for the night, 
our next show next week is going to be uh, our, our version of scary stories, tales yeah. from uh, tales from the dark side. Of doing and you know, I, I was going to say we, we've been pretty we've, we've been pretty like serious on this episode. You know, it's been it's been pretty serious yeah. subject matter. But uh, the next episode may be something else entirely. It, uh, they, like you say, there may be yeah. some genuinely scary stories there that might uh, bring some of this whole superhero thing back down to earth. Right, exactly, and I'm oh, sure we'll hear so some scared. fun ones too. So you should be. Some of this shit is scary. So anyway, with that, we hope you have a great week. Uh, we hope you were able to help you out somehow. I'd like to thank my co-host for all of his words of wisdom and for his cool ass. Uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely love the accent. Don't know what I'd do without it. <laughs> And I'd like to thank Nightbug as well. I always forget to thank Nightbug, and he's there every single freaking week doing his crazy sounds. Right. Love them. <laughs> With that, have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Woo! See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.